King, you have summoned me. What is it? Take this here vibranium to the Brother Miles as a gift from the people of Wakanda. Go and bring him the vibranium mic. He will use it wisely. Who are you? You don't know. Don't tell me Negro. That's absolutely nothing. What did you do before you were named a Negro? And where were you? And what did you have there? Ask Professor Maurice Miles Martinez, MC Brother Miles, and he'll tell you like it really is. You can shackle the hands of black people. You can jail the bodies of black people. But you cannot shackle or jail the minds of black people. Rise up, black man, black woman, and reach to go back to Africa. My father was a Garveyite. Thus, Marcus Garvey can be thought of as my grandfather. But when you say, I've read in... Dr. Ben's book, or I've read in Dr. Ivan Van Sertima's book, or I've read in Professor Maurice Miles Martinez's book, they say, don't speak that information in here. Brothers and sisters, speak your truth to the world. Brother Miles, the black man's truth is here. The Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. History is a clock that people use to tell their political, economic, and cultural time of day. Brother Miles, the relationship of history to the people is the same as the relationship of a mother to her child. Free at last and proud to be black. One day, Miles, will be free at last. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast, the place where black history, hip-hop, and spoken word come together. I'm your host, Maurice Miles Martinez, also known as MC Brother Miles. At the end of each podcast, we have an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself. Last week in Season 2, Episode 19 of this podcast, we discussed Jamaica and Antigua Barbuda's rejection of their colonial past. These countries are still under the jurisdiction of the British monarchy, and they finally want to move away from it. Season 2, Episode 19. Check that out. This week, we're going to address black U.S. citizens and migrants who were tricked, bust from southern states to the north. Recently, there's been a controversy of migrants being bussed or flown from states like Texas and Florida to northern cities that are often called sanctuary cities in the mainstream media, like New York and Chicago. These southern governors have claimed that the reason that they are sending busloads and airplane loads of people to New York, Washington, D.C., Chicago, and elsewhere is that these people are putting a strain on the resources of states like Texas. Now, on first glance, the Republican argument that more people consuming resources might seem like it makes sense, especially when mayors of New York like Eric Adams began to complain about people being sent there. But I'm going to show you, to your satisfaction, why this is not just about resources and it's about a racist political game. This is not the first time that this was tried. In fact, black U.S. citizens were bussed by southern white supremacists to the north. So the governors of these southern states are talking about resources. Now this has been a long-term political argument against black people. And this argument is that black people put a strain on the welfare system and economy 
So we have to reform it. Even though what people think of welfare, direct payments, and food stamps was a very small part of the federal budget, regardless, they limited the length of time people could receive this and reformed the system in the mid-1990s. Now, did you know that black people were excluded from welfare roles under President FDR? When Social Security was created, which is welfare, in order to appease the Southern segregationist Democrat wing of FDR's party, they excluded farm workers and domestic laborers from receiving welfare payments from Social Security. Black people were disproportionately domestic laborers and agricultural workers. Now, these Southern segregationist Democrats were often called Dixiecrats. Malcolm X even noted this in a speech, The Ballad of the Bullet, where he said, A Southern Democrat is a Southern Dixiecrat. Now, I want to be clear that the Democratic Party and Republican Party of Malcolm X's time have changed in many ways, including when it comes to the degree to which they engage in racism against black and brown people and the degree to which they support programs and policies that benefit these communities. But that's another topic for another day. The point here is that the removal of black people from the welfare roles and later attempts like the 1994 California Proposition 187, which tried to keep immigrants from using public education, health care, and other services in California, are very similar. So when welfare was formed, Black people were kept off the welfare rolls, yet the myth exists that black people are and have always been the largest group that accesses welfare, and this is simply not true. And this is not true when it comes to direct payments, it's not true when it comes to food stamps, and it's not true when it comes to social security. The reason this myth exists is that most people think welfare, direct payments, and food stamps comes from the overall federal tax budget every year and social security taxes are itemized on your w-2 as a separate tax so these politicians can argue that welfare in the form of social security is something that you paid into versus welfare in the form of direct payments you didn't really pay into and this is regardless of the fact that food stamps and direct payments were a much much smaller portion of the budget than is social security so the busing of people because they are consuming too many resources of these southern states is the same argument and comes from the same racist place as these welfare arguments against black people. In many instances, these migrants didn't ask to be bussed, and they often come into the country legally. We have laws for refugees that allow people that come from other countries to our south where wars occurring, and these are legal immigrants. This is part of U.S. law, folks. It's never emphasized. We allow refugees to come into our country legally. So in addition to refugees being bussed along with other migrants, there is a history of southern states trying to get rid of black U.S. citizens in the south by sending them to the north. And when did this happen to black people? In 1962, black people were bussed from racist states in the south to the north. These were called the reverse freedom rides. Anytime that you hear that word, reverse, watch out, like reverse racism. This is the racist M.O. In 1962, families were tricked, like Leela Mae Williams was tricked by being told that she would have a job and that President Kennedy would be waiting to greet her when she moved to the North. So far, we have tracked about 200 other African Americans who were tricked in this way and southern groups called white citizens councils which were racist groups who did this they did it boldly 
calling it the reverse Freedom Rides. The Freedom Rides were originally an attempt by integrationists to integrate busing facilities in the South. So this was the racist response, the reverse Freedom Rides. They targeted people who were welfare recipients to send them to the North and elsewhere. They were sent to New York, to Minnesota, California, Indiana, and Idaho, just to name a few. And the language that was used was strikingly similar, saying things like people were begging for assistance to go to the North, these officials said, when they were really being told things like Kennedy would be waiting for them. Listen to how similar the language was. Here is Amos Guthridge in the 1960s speaking about these buses. Quote, For many years, certain politicians have used the white people of the South as a whipping boy, to put it mildly, to further their own ends and their political campaigns. We're going to find out if people like Ted Kennedy and the Kennedys, all of them, really do have an interest in the Negro people, really do have a love for the Negro. Now here is Greg Abbott, Governor Greg Abbott from Texas in 2022. Quote, to help local officials whose communities are being overwhelmed by hordes of illegal immigrants, we are sending them to the United States Capitol, where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across our border. As you can see, this was right out of the 1962 playbook, folks. As always, we conclude the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast with an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself, MC Brother Miles, Maurice Miles Martinez. Black families were tricked in 1962 to get on a bus and be shipped to the north where resources would be waiting and coming forth to follow this suit. Migrant families were tricked in 2022 to get on a bus and to be shipped to the north where resources would be waiting and coming forth. This is the same racist action and muse. Where is the racist playbook in 2022? It appears to be rooted in 1962. Like welfare reform, which yes, did exclude black people from the social security roles like the one-two punch of Muhammad Ali. Oh, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest of all time. You might be the greatest people in history, but you've been knocked to the canvas by white supremacy. So get up first to your hands, to your knees, and stand upright and be a visionary. Your history is much deeper than 2022 or 2023. 1962 or 1963, whether you are a Mayan migrant from the South or an African, the Asporan descendant of the enslaved transplant seed, we both built pyramids. 
the root of the tree. Thank you again for listening to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. When you have a chance, please pick a copy of my books up from Amazon. The Real Wakandas of Africa, Dr. John Henry Clark versus Herman Cain. The Great Wall of Africa, The Empire of Benin's 10,000 mile long wall. And The Real Vibranium of Africa, also under the title, The Wakanda's Real Vibranium of Africa. And finally, Akhenaten's Dreams, my latest book. You can find them under my name, Maurice Miles Martinez on Amazon or under those titles. If you would like to become a sustaining member of this podcast, you can click on the link on whatever platform you use to listen to it on and it will take you to my anchor.fm podcast page where you can actually support it at anywhere between $1 and $9.99 per month. Should you need to contact me, you can reach me at Maurice Miles Martinez at gmail.com, all one word, Maurice, M-A-U-R-I-C-E, Miles, M-I-L-E-S, Martinez, M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z, at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe and share it with your friends.